Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 18 of the 126 Podcast in a Winter Storm Warning. Uh, Coach O? Burr! Yeah, no kidding. I mean, golly. Yeah. Went to bed last night, thought it was going to be 34, woke up and it's 27, and I can't see out of my windshield. Passed three wrecks on the way to work, and Addison's not here. Well, I had a bit of a conundrum in my car this morning. It was sprinkling, and I I had the windshield wipers on, and it was freezing. And for whatever reason in my brain, nothing was saying, turn on the defrost. Turn on the defrost. Well, I assume you got it done because I did. you're here. Yes, I, I finally. Yeah, uh, we do have a podcast to, to get into and a great guest that I'm excited to introduce our listeners to. But first, let's start here. Yeah, I'm playing my own music again because Adam is not, I mean, Adam. Who's Adam? <laughs> Adam Young. Hey, Maybe A-Y. So. Uh, shout out to A-Y over at Warren. Warren looked pretty busy this morning when I went by. It's about a thousand parents in line trying to get in and out. Uh, Addison is not here this morning. It's one of those mornings that uh, your phone rings about a hundred times before 8 a.m. Of course, we started this yesterday evening, really even before that, the end of last week, knowing we had bad weather. So for the weave today, let me just give uh, our listeners a window into what happens in the world of athletics when we have a winter storm warning uh, on our horizon, and now that we're here on Monday morning, it, it, uh, I'm looking at our Perry weather uh, information, and it does say snow starting in one hour, winter storm warning. Uh, the good thing about our weather service, among other good things, we do have an on-site weather station at Citibank Stadium, which gives us real-time, uh, very accurate weather information from A to Z on uh, actually what is going on in Forney. And then we have a meteorologist uh, that works with Perry Weather that we're able to consult with to give us as detailed information as possible on travel advisories, on precipitation, on um, wet bulb globe or wet globe bulb, whatever it is, the temperature that you that you look at when you're determining if you can play outdoors or not. There, there are a lot of pieces that go into that. Our athletic trainers are sort of the gatekeepers for that weather information, but um, we start looking at that early. And soccer started making moves last week because obviously they're an outdoor sport and you're dealing with wind chill and precipitation. We started talking about the possibility of basketball last week, knowing that there could possibly be weather-related travel problems this week. Picked that up last night uh, with some uh, definite changes. And at the time of this podcast, uh, we've already made some of those. We will send an email out because all parts of the puzzle are talking to one another right now, from our junior high campuses to our 5A uh, 14 5A district, uh, 10 6A district, um, folks that are like softball just starting out with scrimmages. They've got a little more flexibility. Basketball is in the second round of districts, so they're a little bit more locked down on what they can do. 
you've got soccer, which is an outdoor sport, and you have to deal with the dictates that you receive from the Soccer Officials Association. I mean, you know, they can literally block out and say, hey, we're, there will be no officials calling games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Not that we would necessarily be able to play those days anyway. But all these little pieces of the puzzle get scrambled around on a big table, and we get everybody to that table and start putting them together. Uh, it's fairly complicated. Uh, you got officials to deal with and game workers and gate workers and transportation departments and different schools, different di UIL districts, junior high leagues. Uh, that's, that's really just the beginning. But what we try to do is as soon as, po as, soon as we possibly can, we get real-time weather information, we apply that to our, our schedule of contests, and most importantly, we prioritize student safety first. And there are times when we're going to err on the side of caution possibly and say, hey, we're not going to play today. And maybe, you know, what? it's 33 degrees on Monday night and we could have possibly driven a bus. Well, guess what? We're not going to take that chance. We're going to try to be as cautious as possible. And put, we want our kids to play games. We don't like canceling. Sometimes we have to. We try to reschedule when we can, but sometimes that backs up officials, backs up gymnasiums, backs up – um, you know, games on top of one another. We do also have to follow UIL rules, and they tell us what games we can play in what order and how rescheduled games must be done. So there's a lot of pieces. Um, we're in the midst of that right now. We're recording a podcast here for this 30 minutes, but we'll jump right back into the fray when this is over, and we will get information out to our constituents across the board by about 10 a.m., this is Monday morning, we're recording this, and try to get accurate information to everybody. So that's just a little window into it. There's, there's a lot of moving parts when we get to weather-related changes. and uh, But we got a lot of good people working on it, and we have a good system for it. So uh, it's possible my phone will ring as we're <laughs> recording this podcast. Um, we'll see, but we'll have the information out soon. All that said, let's jump to the fun stuff. Well, all right. So, yeah, with all this frigid weather going on, we still got to record a podcast and we still got to have a subject spotlight. So today, in honor of our January Coach of the Month, who is uh, Coach Bartosik, who's our boys coordinator at Jackson Middle School and. We'll talk about him a little bit more here in a second. Uh, but in honor of those Jackson Jaguars, and Jaguars in general, and their ability, their great swimming ability, we're talking things in the water. Things that we eat, that is. Name your favorite food that comes from the water. All right. Well, uh, esteemed guest, Coach Bartosik. Being our coach of the month for this month should have the privilege of going first in answering your subject spotlight. I agree. Well, that's a pretty easy one for me. I like I like shrimp. <laughs> okay, shrimp. coach. Now, how do you like that shrimp? Fried? Yes. I feel like I'm about to go into a Forrest Gump movie here. <laughs> you know, you want cocktail shrimp, fried sure. shrimp, grilled shrimp? Yeah. All okay. the above. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it all. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I tend to agree. I, I'm going to have to go with shrimp, too, as my overall favorite. You can't choose his, Coach. Why not? You have to do a different one. Can I choose a different type of shrimp? There you go. Sure. A unique style. Um, 
Did he pick a particular type of shrimp, or did I, I you just throw out he a just, list? I just threw out a list. He just said yeah. shrimp. Gotcha. I'll tell you what, then. I'll, I'll, I do I'll like shrimp, but I'll give you a different answer. Flounder. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty specific. How, how do I'll, you like that? Doesn't cooked? matter. I have to go with that with the same thing. Broiled, grilled, fried, blackened, okay. et cetera. You can go down the list. Flounder's my favorite uh, type of fish. I do like red snapper a lot. I absolutely prefer saltwater fish to freshwater. Why is that? I mean, uh, I don't know. It just has a, <clears throat> a better flavor to me, a cleaner, fresher um you know, fresh. I've had a lot of different. I've had eaten bass and cat. Of course, fried catfish is the old standby around East Texas, and it's good. Um, but to me, it just doesn't hold a candle to even you know offshore mahi mahi or. Um, oh, you're getting bougie on us. Well, I mean, you know, there's a, a honestly cobia, a, a link which is also known as ling, is one of the best. Um, fish you can eat i don't ha- i don't get those as often because i don't catch as many where, where is that at because we coach partosic and i have no idea what that is yeah. go, go from mexico it's full of oh, okay. them. kind of a structured fish um you know you'll find them hanging around um a buoy or a floating log or a shrimp boat or something like that if you can catch them they're really really good um like i said red snapper's hard to beat but I, I do think my favorite fish overall and i've eaten a lot of species of fish is flounder Hmm. Okay. Well, mine would have to be not Chilean sea bass. Um, right. Probably salmon. Did I like you, it. I like it grilled. We've talked about Chilean sea bass before. Did you see the picture I printed for you of a Chilean sea bass? Did not look like what I thought it was going to look like. Wait, is it on the wall? It was at one time. I think I did see it on the wall. It I, was. I think I plugged it in. It looked wall. a little disturbing. It's there. There it is. Look at that thing. Yeah, it looked disturbing. That's what Pretty I thought. Yeah. I think of like a bass. I'm used to a bass, largemouth bass. Um, peacock, I'd rather eat a garfish than that. Yeah, you have eaten gar before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you like On it? On accident. I mean, a little, it's a little greasy. It's a greasy, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. I've tried it before, too. Yeah. But yeah, Chilean sea bass looks gross, and it is gross, mm-hmm. according to. Well, I didn't like it. I didn't like the texture of it, so. And I've tried it a couple of times now. Okay, well. I lost my train of thought. Remind me what, in honor of, I know the subject. Jaguars. Jaguars are excellent swimmers. Oh, yeah. interesting. Did you know that, Coach Bartosik? I, I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. But I knew when we start talking about fishing, we were going to lose Coach uh, uh, yeah. Weaver there. Yeah. I could go on. Uh, we always learn something from Coach O on this podcast. I'm learning a lot right I now. I feel like this is, this is an educational podcast. <laughs> I guess it is. And that is my contribution. In more ways than one. That's right. Well, they're educating kids over at Jackson Middle School. Yes, they are. one of the primary folks helping do that, uh, and you know what we think about the education offered by athletics. We think it goes beyond the classroom, although the classroom is important. But we get into all kinds of life lessons and um, structural things that we just think are really special for kids to have an opportunity to be involved in. Coach Bartosik, you've been doing that at Jackson since we opened the doors. Why don't you start our audience out by telling us a little bit about your background, kind of where did you, what, what put you together to become the, the guy that you are, and then how you've uh, started out applying that at Jackson. Okay, um, I grew up mainly in Arlington. I went to school in Arlington, Sam Houston High School, um, went to UTA, University of Texas at Arlington. Uh, so I spent most of my time over there. I was in the kind of business world right after college, and 
that wasn't for me and looking for something different. So I uh, got my teaching cert uh, certificate and uh, started my career 18 years ago in Fort Worth ISD. So I worked there um, several years and moved to Mansfield ISD, then Rockwell ISD out this way, and then ultimately led me out here um, in Forney. So I, 18 years, 18 years in middle school, straight mm. coaching, teaching. Yes, that's why my hair is white, probably at yeah. uh, my age. So, um, but yeah, 18 years coaching. That is fairly remarkable. That is dealing because with it's a, those middle schoolers, those middle schoolers that are teenagering. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I got one on the verge of that at home. You've been through it. Yeah. I've been you through got, it once, and I got one it. now uh, yeah. going through it. So, And in your program, there are a multitude of them at Jackson Middle School. Yes, we've got several hundred in our program. <laughs> yeah. There's about 1,000 students um, at our school and um, over 200 in our 7th and 8th grade program. So they, they keep us on our toes. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it is a unique position, and uh, – I think I've Coach O, you know I've said this before. I think it benefits every coach to be involved at that middle school level. It is mm -hmm. an an initiate level. Literally you are teaching them to start a process that's gonna take them through however long their athletic career goes and, and possibly even well beyond high school, not necessarily as a collegiate or professional athlete, although that's lots of people's goal. But just being a member of team you know uh buying into a campus the pride the the feeling that comes with that which is a, a driving force i think in in people's pursuit of success um tell me about your experience as a middle school educator what, what kind of approach do you take now because it's unique i think it, it is, is unique position is. i don't know that people really recognize the way that that differs from varsity level or high mm -hmm. school level or even uh, really any other level, what's your approach? Because you're the athletic coordinator mm -hmm. at Jackson. Let's let's set that up too. But you also coach every sport sure. in, to some extent. Talk to me through that. Well, the middle school, I mean, people have asked me before about you want to go to a high school, that sort of thing. And I've had opportunities to do that, but it's just never in, – it's interested me, but I, I enjoy that level. Um, I, my approach is uh, coaching as far as if, if I was coaching my own kids, how would I want the coach to handle them? in any kind of situation. So I kind of take that approach. Um, and I just, uh, you know, we are in the extension of the high school programs. I mean, I'm not a high school coach, but we are in a sense because those kids are just starting in seventh grade. They're going to finish. So it's the, their whole um, athletic career. So it's just we get them at earlier age. Um, but just to see that growth from seventh grade, eighth grade, all the way through and building those relationships, I think that's such a unique um, thing that we do at the middle school. And that certainly seems like what they're doing over at Jackson. I want to read uh, his nomination uh, that um, the reason that he was chosen as our January Coach of the Month, it kind of just falls in line with everything that he's saying. Coach Bartosik stepped up last year and became the, became the interim boys coordinator. He was promoted to the permanent boys coordinator position this year, and as he began his duties, our girls coordinator had to take a leave of absence. He has now taken the responsibilities of both boys and girls coordinator duties while overseeing the entire athletic department. He has a great relationship with kids and all of our coaches. He has high expectations for all and holds everyone accountable, including himself. 
He's always willing to help our school, whether it's opening and closing the facility or helping campus administration. Coach Bartosik is a key component of our Jackson Middle School family. Well, he is our Coach of the Month for FISD Athletics for this month, and that's a big deal to us. Overall, we, we say this each time we have a Coach of the Month on here. Just as you read, they have to be nominated by a peer, uh, which is kind of a big deal to, from my sure. perspective already. You know, people are recognizing the work that you're doing. Um, and then we got a lot of great people in our district. We got 130, 40 coaches that are out there busting their tails and working that full-time job in addition to their full-time job that we talk about. We only give a few of these a semester, so across the year about seven. So you're in elite territory, Coach Bartosik. Yes. I want you to know that. And um, we do appreciate the work that you're doing. Clearly you're having a big impact. Tell us, so Jackson opened last year. Mm-hmm. And we think, just from talking in our athletic department office, that there are, there are some significant changes and improvements and mm-hmm. uh, maturing, maybe, of that campus from last year to year. You were there last year. Yes. You're running the, th- the thing this year. Have you seen that, too? Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's amazing what a difference a year makes. Um, opening a new campus and then kind of coming in um, about October, November, when that uh, – Mr. Frazier, Coach Frazier went to Dean of Students. Just, we just kind of learned from what worked, what didn't work, and just kind of, you know, I spent the summer kind of saying, and our coaches, you know, what can we do better? What can we change? This didn't work last year. This worked, you know, this worked last year. Let's do that and, and apply that and just make a lot of changes and just kind of change things on the fly if we need to. Recognize if something doesn't work and then make those changes and have the input from all the coaches to, just to see what will work. Um, and opening a new campus, it was hard because there was no culture, no structure. I mean, it's all new. We had kids coming from Brown, coming from Warren. You know, they're still wearing their Warren uh, sweatshirts to, to school because they didn't have Jackson stuff. And then they're, you know, buying into all these new coaches they've never seen before or the new yeah. teachers and, and just trying to get buy-in first and then, you know, just improve on that. Because, you know, I've seen, you know, Jackson, from year one to year two, there has been such a tremendous change, just culturally based, discipline based, just it is obvious from year one to year two that the Coach Bartosik and Coach Province and that coaching staff and that campus administration, they Mm -hmm. have just really invested in trying to instill that into those kids. And you can see it. I mean, I only see the athletes, but I have certainly seen a difference. It is absolutely no accident. There, uh, this is the other thing you cannot underestimate is to see that kind of change and, you know, particularly change for the positive, the, the development of the culture you're talking about, the expectation level that is consistent and understood across the board. Um, the competitiveness, the the awareness of your building, your campus, your brand, mm-hmm. and what it's trying to do to prepare for the next level, for, to get kids to understand that, all this stuff working together takes some really intentional hard work. Mm-hmm. And 
so much is behind the scenes that I, I don't, you know, <laughs> people go, we go, even us, we go see a game on a Monday night or a Thursday night and we're like, oh yeah, boy, they're a lot better than they were. <laughs> well, it took a, a team of adults, a lot of processing to get our kids there and um, kudos for that you and your staff. And also kudos to the that boys basketball coaching staff. I, are they still you know, I don't get to see Jackson every week because we're we've got two other middle school campuses, but are they still out there in suits and ties coaching? Definitely. They definitely are. That's cool. Quite impressive on the sideline. Yeah, we mentioned that early in the in the season on this podcast. It's just a, you know, you uh, perception has a lot to do with mm-hmm. uh the way people feel about things. And you know, even I don't have a kid playing at Jackson. Um, I, I, we go see all our middle schools. But when you walk in that gym and you see the coach in a in a vest and a tie or uh, you're looking sharp, it just I don't know a little little heightened level of man. They're this is serious around here. Yeah. They're taking care of business. That's, what I, that's certainly what I think. Yeah, and, and they and they embraced the coaches. They want you know they had no problem. They they wanted to and they got to show off some of their you know dress clothes and that sort of thing. So. Yeah. I, great opportunity for it it's good stuff yeah. now speaking of showing off coach now i know i know you don't you have a son that's i do a collegiate basketball player yes yeah. um, he goes to Hardin simmons he's a junior and um he's flourished this year he just got the, the their conference player of the week last week averaging 18 points and 16 rebounds for the week and i you know he's he we just i went to abilene this weekend and watched him play and then tried to get out there as much as i can and um it's it's fun to watch, just to sit back and just and just watch. So I enjoy that. It gets to be a coach and a fan. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fun. You're not down there yelling at the officials, are you? I no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we coach. try to keep a a good relationship with officials from every standpoint. I do not have any four forty ISD gear on when I'm at those games. Smart, you he's a smart man. <laughs> smart man. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Well. Um, so what are your, okay, you've, you've, let's give our, our people a little picture and I, look, I'm not, uh, I don't want to take anything away from Warren or Brown sure. because they were well established for a long time in saying all these things about Jackson and, and the significant changes and growth that Jackson has had, but you got to point out that it's tough opening a new campus with even if everything in your favor, right? You do all this planning. You, you, you know, people from the outside look in and get jealous because everything's new and shiny. And oh, you got all your uniforms are new. Ours are old. All the, you know, you've got all this stuff that looks like, um, man, they're set up to. They don't even have to do any work hard. <laughs> yeah, but gosh, it's quite a challenge. And I agree. I, I like what you said before about you know getting everybody's input, bringing the coaches in, and and all working as a team together mm-hmm. to get better. Well, we know our destiny here is to open a fourth middle school in the next couple of years. And two part question: Where does Jackson go from here? Mm-hmm. You've now taken brand new, set it on a pace uh, to be successful. What's the next phase for Jackson? And second part, when we start putting together plans for our new middle school, right? To, I'm not talking about the Warren rebuild, but sure. te- but Teamer Middle School. <clears throat> then, what would your advice for that staff be? And I, and I want to say this: like, we want to include. You know, we want to know the things sure, that sure. you know. I mean, your brain is full of. Here's the way to get it right. <clears throat> 
Okay, first question, Jackson's plan. Um, I, th- I think just to continue building on what we started, just to kind of continue the, the tradition, try to make some traditions now that that first group of eighth graders has been there seventh and eighth grade years. Now they're going to go to Forney or North Forney and try to still those keep those relationships with them so they can kind of come back because we have no, no students that can come back from high school, you know, high school students that went through Jackson right now. So hopefully some of those kids that go to North Forney or Forney can come back talk to the kids, build on those experiences, um, what it takes to, you know, be a Jackson Jaguar, um, and just, and what it takes in high school to, to be, continue what they learned, um, in middle school. So I think the kids coming back and building those traditions, I think is going to be really important. Keep those relationships going. All right. And second part. Now we got your, let's say we put you on a committee to plan for teamer. Mm -hmm. What are your best pieces of advice, knowing what you know now? Uh, you got a lot of 18 years of middle school experience, mm-hmm. but this is pretty unique, opening a new building. Mm-hmm. What are the things we need to be focused on? Um, I think we've well, got to be patient, first of all, because you get every, all these orders and things like that, that you're going to miss something. Like uh, We just got position arrows for our table a month ago because <laughs> we didn't have them last year, and it's just we finally got it for our, our fancy table um but just be patient um make sure you have all the little things and just uh, like i said just get input from people like as far as design of the building and uh, locker rooms you know um what has worked what hasn't worked uh, just you know the equipment issues and things just um have a plan for if something doesn't work out as far as you don't have shoulder pads like we didn't have shoulder pads like for the first few days we had to get improvising with with trucks and get them for North Forney and borrow some and that sort of thing. So um, just, you know, have a plan in place just as far as if things don't work out. Um, Because we didn't get in our building until, like, the week before. And I'm still putting work orders in every week on leaks from a water fountain, things like that. Um, But just, you know, have a plan in place and um, just seek input from, from other people as far as the coaches and ideas and things like that. Good advice. Yes, very good. Yeah. Um, well, you're whatever you've done, right? And it, you talk about equipment, but I know the people side. Of, by the way, uh, that's the first bell that we have ever had on. Oh, it's a world premiere on the yes. one two six. Yes. We do uh, operate the All podcast right. in a school, in case yes. you hadn't noticed, or at least a former school. Uh, and I've learned a lot about production and things from Coach Weaver on the fly <laughs> today. This yeah, morning. learning. They don't, they don't need to know our secrets, Coach. Oh, don't tell them our secrets. I've, I've got them. I've got a lot now. <laughs> a learning through uh, watching someone else's mistakes is a really uh, effective way mm-hmm. to learn. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I know you're doing a lot of work with people. And uh, we can plan all we want, but when the people factor comes in, you got to have good people to work with people. Absolutely. And our administration at Jackson with Ms. Pearl and, and, and everybody is just amazing. Yeah. Um, the coaches we have on staff, um, it's just a good, it's great communication all along the board. You know, everybody's, Ms. Pearl, you know, we can give ideas and she can, you know, she, she runs with it or tweaks it or that sort of thing. So it's just, it's just a great communication and relationship all across the board there. Speaking of great communication and relationships, 
I've got to let the people know something. Okay. Um, you know, I, I know co- coaches got to go here fairly quickly, but we, the people need to know, when did Drake become your favorite musical artist? <laughs> See, I makes it a little old school and new school and, um, you know, just kind of, uh, well, it's my son's favorite artist too, I think. Okay. So I, I got to listen a little bit of that over the course of the year. So some of my drives out to Abilene when I'm by myself, you know, just kind yeah. of okay. get in my emotions a little bit and uh, just kind of let it fly. So You know, it's always interesting to have, uh, you know, these faves from these Coach of the Months. It is. And I just, when I saw Drake, I had to, I looked at that again. I said, wait, Drake? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay to admit that, you okay. know, I'm a little older, but, you know, I'm... <laughs> Diverse he's, in my music. He's diverse in mm-hmm. his music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to hang around and not be the old guy. <laughs> try, try, trying to stay. He's trying to relate a little to the bit youth in as, I, I one foot so. in the 21st yeah. century. Yeah. Trying to relate uh, to the youth as much as I can. As older man, as I, get. I, on the other hand, pretty much just went ahead and dove into the old guy uh, yeah. pool. <laughs> so. Well, I'm, not, I'm just an athlete. That's yeah. how I'm identifying myself as an athlete for the rest of my life. So. I listen to everything. Yeah. I, I have them all on my in my presets. You know what I miss on the Coach of the Month is uh, when we have our head coaches on here. They bring a, an athlete, and the athlete's able to tell something embarrassing or oh, interesting yeah. or funny about the coach. We might need to add that in. Maybe. I yeah. would be interested what the Jackson kids have to say about Coach Bartosz. I bet a lot. Feel free to start after this podcast. They're doing after it, <laughs> yeah. Not now. Next time, I think, is a great, great idea. Well, Coach, uh, we pulled you on a, a, you know, winter weather advisory morning. We appreciate you coming over. Um, I know you got to run back and get back into class and engage with those kids at Jackson. But, hey, you're doing a great job. Thank Obviously, you. your staff is to be commended. This is your award, Coach mm-hmm. of the Month, because of the effort that you've put in. But I know it reflects um, a staff that you're leading at, that's working really hard behind you. Please pass those on. Uh, from us, as Definitely. always, and y'all keep doing great things at Jackson. I look so forward. If, I'm telling you, if, if if we can make as much progress from year two to three as we did from one to two, although that's a big gap. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big growth growth curve. Um, but if we keep moving that direction, then uh, man, I, I think the sky's the limit for Jackson Middle School. And as we continue to change in Forney ISD uh, with new campuses and maybe shifting attendance zones and all those things that can challenge the system, the culture you've established and the identity at Jackson now mm-hmm. uh, s- keeps that consistent. And I think that's such a huge benefit. So kudos to you for the work you put in and your campus, and uh, we sure appreciate you. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for your help and support for Jackson and, and everything we do over there. Yes, congratulations again, and thanks, Coach, for all that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everybody stay tuned uh, to weather information. Watch our websites, jackrabbitathletics.com, gofalconathletics.com. We will have district-wide information out this morning. You're probably not going to be listening to this podcast till a little bit later in the week, but it looks like kind of a, a goofy week as far as the weather is concerned, but lots of communication to come. Go out and subscribe to the 126 podcast so that you get those uh, um, alerts each time a new podcast is posted. We got so many great people in our district. We got never-ending content for this podcast because this is a great place to be a student athlete, and there are so many fine coaches involved in raising up kids in Forney ISD. Have a great week.